This is Channel Attitude. Your voice. Your right. Your freedom. Oh, shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best-kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match! And Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch! Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy! Beep Beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get downright nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Where's Sonny Ono now? Sonny Ono, I'm calling you out. Where are you? I called him out already. I called him out already. You know, Stevie, I got to tell you something. We get a lot of mail. A lot of mail. from. We got a lot of mail? A lot of black and white mail. What was the mail about? Well, I'll tell you, some of the mail, uh, some of the mail uh, that comes in says, you know, Vince, I got to be honest with you. There are some weeks and some shows uh, where you're you, me, you. where Vince, you are more black than Stevie Ray. I get that. I get, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Uh-huh. Bro, look, see, I uh-huh. represent. I represent. Look. Look. Okay. Look at me. I'm I looking at you. I represent the black culture. So let me get this straight. Go ahead. Some, 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 some people several. that watch that. Okay, several, several people that. Okay, several people that watch the show Black and White. Yes, they want me to come in with a shirt of stymie. No, this ain't stymie. This ain't I know. Stymie. What are they you want me to come in and wear a shirt of stymie from the Little Rascals, yes. right? Yes. For me to be represent. Re- Sit down. All right, I'm sorry. I, I represent. I listen. I'm the founder of Black Day. <laughs> I represent Black culture, but there's there some things you're not gonna, you might not like about uh, the, the shows the next couple of weeks. Okay. Because see, every week, see, here's what you don't know about me. What is that? Every week I go down the, the black rabbit hole. I find things. I find things about people uh, that we're going to talk about in the next coming weeks. I found things about your boy, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, I found things we're going to talk w- about. Wait a minute, wait a minute, brother. Wait a minute. Stop right there. What makes you think that is my boy? I just I, 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 you've 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 mentioned some things about uh, Quincy. I have Jones. never mentioned cool. one single solitary thing about Quincy Jones on this show. Well, uh, okay, Marvin Gaye. I went down a Marvin Gaye uh, uh, rabbit hole. I found things. I found things. 
I found Richard Pryor things. Richard oh, okay. These are the things you don't bring up. Look, if they have, if they don't have any relevancy, why should I bring them up? They're very relevant, and I'm going to bring them up to, the, to me. To me. Well, what is you? Well, I'm an honorary black man. They're very <laughs> relevant now. I want to talk about another thing, but, but listen, he, I want to talk to you about this, Stevie. If What's I that? ask you, if I ask you something, tell me right now. Well, you're going okay. to be a you're going to be a million percent honest with me. Okay. This is a wrestling thing, but I'm very curious. Okay. Stevie, I got to tell you something. I am I am a kid. I was a, I, I wasn't really a kid, but going all the way back to WrestleMania one, I wasn't a kid. I was in my twenties. But even going back before that, you know, bro, the Iron Sheik passed away. This yes, week. I just I did I did uh, I brought up some things about the Iron Sheik on my show this past week, and uh, we paid our respects. And uh, I have an uh, Iron Sheik story that I've never told before, and I told it to a friend of mine. Uh, a few days ago, and just to let them see exactly what I thought of the Iron Sheet and how much I respected the man, and uh, it, it was a great story, and they all laughed. Yeah, no, let, it, let, let's see. Don't give me the great. Let's hear the story. Let, don't, don't, it don't, was don't. a great story that's very, very personal to me, and the and lets people know the kind of respect I have for the Iron Sheet. Not like you. But the kind of respect I have for the Iron Sheik. Well, he he let you use his kettlebells. Is that the story? He let you use his kettlebells. I spent six days with the Iron Sheik. Yeah, let's hear it. Keep going. I'm not. I, I, I'm keep just going. letting you know. I'm not going nowhere. Keep going. I'm not going nowhere. I just letting you know that I spent six days with the Iron Sheik. And right now, I'm in the midst of writing a book. <laughs> you know this. I'm in the midst right now of writing a book about no, some things. This show came. Hold, hold on for a second. This show came before the book. This show has a little something to do with the book and the connections. And how dare you? Now you're going to hold off on me. Your black brother, me, I, and not share this information six days with the Iron Sheik? Well, it was very, very personal to me because I really admired this man, God rest his soul. And this was some 31 years ago, and it left an indelible I respect the Iron Sheik. That's all I can say about it. And you're not going to give me nothing, nothing that happened in those six days. The book you just referred to is one book. But the six days with the Iron Sheik, I think, is another book. Like Kind of like my dinner with Andre? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Six days with the Iron Sheik is an. This wasn't just six days. This was an adventure. This was like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom movie. This is a whole book. Six days is going to be a whole book. I think so. Oh my God! See now, 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 now you got me curious. 
Now six you, days with the Iron Sheik, and that was a long Brother, time ago. Thirty-one years a, ago. Thirty-one bro. years ago. This was a true. It's a true story. This is not based on a true story like most things are. This will be a true story. Wow. See, I would. And whenever I, I go ahead. I would have never made that connection between you two guys, but six days. Well, see, that's the thing, Vince. You think you know everything about Vince? Vince, you think every you know everything about Stevie Ray? You've made you you've had me come on this show and tell stories about certain things that I told you, Vince. I don't want to tell the story about. Oh, don't give me that! You can't start a you can't start a story on this show and yeah. then all of a sudden stop. You know, you know. And I said, Vince, I want to save this for something else. No, you can't do that. I've done that several times. Stories that I've never told to anybody else. And you got first dibs on it. And I've told you once, I told you a thousand times, I'm not one of those wrestling guys that likes to uh, sit here and, 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 and regurgitate revisionist history as it pertains to this business. I've told you that. But you don't even care. You don't, don't even care as long as it benefits you. I don't. I don't warrant five minutes of six days. Like I don't warrant five minutes. Five. Did he That's let you? Tr- did he let you try on the boots with the curly toe? No. Okay. All right. Well. No. <laughs> no. Bro, you know, it just what? dawned on me. When I was thinking about this, bro, listen, it just dawned on me this this past week. You know, so, bro, I go all the way back with, you know, Sheik and right. Sheik, Sheik beating Backlund and all, and all that stuff. I go all the way back. But, bro, one thing I always remember, okay, and it just dawned on me this week. So he'd wear the boot with the curly toe. Right. And then he would he would stomp on the toe. And Gorilla Monsoon would sell the fact he's loading up the toe. Right. So for like 40 years, I believe the Sheik was loading up the toe. But this week it dawned on me. What's he loading up the toe with, bro? What's he, what, what is he, what is he possibly loading the toe? Did he tell you that in the six days, bro? I'm like you. I just was under the assumption that there was some kind of, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you could get a wrestling boot made by some person in the United States of America <laughs> that actually, if you if you push the front of the boot down, You're in essence, in essence, something heavy, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> comes to the front of the boot. And I don't know who made them. We don't know who made them. Yeah, There's a person yeah. in the United States that makes them. Yes. And how these boots can get through the scrutiny of professional wrestling that checks out all different yeah. things, I don't know. The loaded glove, we see him put something in there. Okay, yeah, the loaded right. glove. Right, right. But the but the loaded boot, Yeah. Uh, I think Lynn didn't the grappler. I think, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He go in the corner and stomp on it. Yeah, yeah. So something... Some kind of material is coming down. I don't know what it is. Wow. But when he stumps you on it, it's going to hurt way worse than the last yeah. stump. Yeah, I mean, that we, you got I, we never, a few I never ago. questioned Gorilla Monsoon. I, I, Me if Gorilla says he's loading the boot, he's loading the boot. Yeah. I listen. Oh, I my got, God. I, I want to get your, uh, you got to be honest with me here. Okay. And I want you to be a little bit of a, uh, of a uh, psychiatrist for me or a psychologist. 
and, and maybe make me explain why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Okay. Bro, like uh, Hulk Hogan made some comments today. Very, 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 very nice comments about the um, uh, the Sheik passing. Right. right. Hogan about a week ago, bro, made made some comments about he 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 wants to headline one more WrestleMania, and he's You're talking. Kidding, he, kidding he's me? Talking, nah, he he's talking about working with Austin and. Stevie, I want I want to ask you a question. Listen, bro, I like I said, bro, I go way back. I, I go back to when Hulk beat Sheik, when, when, right. whenever that was. I don't even remember. But bro, I think I was, it was uh 84? Well, eighty four, eighty four, I think. No, I think it was before that, bro, because it was before 80, WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania was eighty three. I bet you it was like eighty one, I bet you. No, I think it was a little after that. You think so? I think maybe 82, 83. Yeah, somewhere around there. The first WrestleMania was 85, right? No. Before that? Because I had just gotten married, bro, and I got married in 83. Okay, I'll tell you exactly when it was. September I got married. It was 1984, the first WrestleMania. Okay. So... So, bro, I go way back. Yeah, and okay, always, okay. O- always, always been a mark with Hogan. Worked for Hogan the whole nine yards. Right. Stevie, when I look at Hulk today, and, bro, listen, he's always had, like, those puppy dog eyes. Always. He's, right. he's always right. had those puppy dog eyes. And as mm-hmm. he gets older and his face starts drooping a little bit more, like, they're really puppy dog eyes now. Right. Okay? Bro, I'm... I, I, the last few years, um, like since say say since hey, wait, wait wait a minute, Vince, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, uh someone just put up uh Starcade was eighty three, WrestleMania was eighty five. Eighty five, okay. All right, yeah. I, be- I believe that. Okay. Okay. So bro, I'm I, bro, I last worked with Hulk, last saw Hulk, last had contact with Hulk in 2012. That's when I left TNA. So we're talking about a good 11 years. So do y'all have heat? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't. Th- bro, I think I would have had a great relationship with Hulk if, if it wasn't for Eric. I, I really do because he kind of played the middle, and it, I, I could never have a one-on-one relationship you. with Hulk. However, I want to ask you this question. So, bro, over the last 10 years, whenever I see Hulk and watch his interviews and this and that, bro, I don't know what it is, but I feel an overwhelming sense of um, sympathy. I, 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 feel, I feel like sympathy for Hulk Hogan. And, bro, of course, there's that part of me that knows, come on, bro, Vince, you know, Hogan's a worker. All wrestlers are worker. All workers, you know, that's that's the vibe he's trying to get across, almost like poor pitiful me with the operations and I want one more run and this, that and the other thing. Right. But I really feel I just really feel, bro, a deep sympathy for the guy, like almost like there's a big part of me that feels with with today's wrestlers, bro, and we we know the entitlement, and we know today's right, right, culture. Right. I, I I just I don't think the guy gets the respect that he deserves, bro. He he has talked about going back to the WWE for these little shots, and like he's totally ignored. 
Like, you know, bro, if I'm a young wrestler and Hulk Hogan walks through the door, I'm I'm begging him for 30 seconds of advice. Just right, just give me right. one thing. But like he he basically says when he returns it, like he's totally ignored. Now, bro, some of that may have come from the comments, the controversial comments that he made. It may yeah, have come from with. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, bro, that that's, you know, bro, where it was wrong and whatnot. I don't think it was belligerent. I don't think Hogan's a belligerent type of guy. No, but but I'm now I either. see him after all this greatness that he's achieved, mm-hmm. bro, he's still going through back surgeries. Right. He He's not re- really respected by the new generation. Still talking about, bro, wanting to have that one last match. Right. And, bro, here's what I wonder. Like, I I would really like to know your take on this. And, of course, I would, you know, this is just your opinion. I know it's Mm -hmm. just your opinion. Stevie, the boys, Mm -hmm. your generation, those that worked with Hogan. Right. How do they, how do they truly, because you hear so much on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. but how do you think people from your era truly, truly view Hulk Hogan? That's a very good question. How do my generation view Hulk Hogan? You know something, Vince? I can't speak for. A lot of other guys, I can only speculate, but I can't speak for myself. Everybody had the utmost respect for Hogan when we worked with him. It was an honor and a privilege to work with Hulk Hogan. You know, I, I, I Hulk and I used to have, do you know I've never talked about wrestling with Hulk Hogan? Mm-hmm. Never talked about wrestling with him. Hulk is in the motorcycles. Hulk is in the cars. And everybody knows I'm in the motorcycles and cars. Mm-hmm. So whenever Hulk, Hogan and I used to sit down, we talk about motorcycles and cars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that was um, one of the few people in the dressing room, you know what I'm saying, that was into some of the same things I was into. Yeah. Never talked about, if we talked about wrestling, it was almost like in a generalization type thing, you know, like, like the Jay Leno thing. I remember us talking about that one day and, uh, I don't know, just some generalization things that was going on in the company or something like that. But be it as it may, I think what you're alluding to and you having these mixed emotions from what I can hear about Hulk Hogan as you see him today. Mm. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I feel sympathy. Um, and, and, and I, I, I just, I, I feel like, I don't know, bro. He just deserves more. Well, this is the thing though, bro. Hulk was on a different level back in the day. And when you see him talk about, you brought this up, that he walks in the dressing room these days and he's kind of like ignored. You ever notice, brother, in any sport, 
when the greats come around, how the I'm talking about any sport. Yep. Yep. When the greats come around, how everybody like, wow, that's so and so right there. He shook my hand, brother. You know what I'm saying? Revered, bro. Revered. Almost 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 brought to tears. But you got to realize something. You have to be one of those people that's open to the guys today. Not like you're on a pedestal up here and they'll never get there. A lot of people take that in as like being kind of smug. Now, I'm not saying Hogan is smug. But whenever I go around, I mean, like I told you, a couple of times AEW was in town here. And I went to the show. And in, and through the years, I've gone to WWE shows. And in the back, I'm talking to the guys like I'm still in the business. If you see what I'm saying. But are, are those guys your peers or is it the younger generation? Both. Okay. Okay. Like I said, this is over the years. Right, 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 right. This ain't yesterday. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is over the years. From the 2000s to today. You know, yeah. from the Brock, I remember the first time I met Brock Lesnar, he was like, finally, brother, finally, finally, man, I get to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. These guys are on top at that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And by the mere fact, I'm accessible. But in the dressing room with some of us, we're not accessible. And maybe that's why a lot of guys look at it that way. But are you really not accessible? Or no, but sometimes people, you have, sometimes people, you have to go do ahead. Pe- do people think, do people think he's so big, he's not accessible? But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to make yourself accessible. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Sometimes you got to turn back into what you used to be and what you actually wanted to be before you got to be what you are. Mm-hmm. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. When I'm talking to guys, I'm like, hey, man, how they treating you, brother? Hey, man, I've been watching you on television, man. Just keep working hard, man. I think you got it. That's the kind of stuff that I'm saying to people. Yeah. Seriously. Even if I went out and worked independence, I did the same thing. You know why, Vince? I never forgot that I was one of those guys once. That's encouragement that you'll never get. But just walking by somebody and go, hey, how you doing, brother? And keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always made myself accessible. Now, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, sometimes, uh, even, you know, when you've been on a stratospheric level, I was never on a stratospheric level. But when you've been on a stratospheric level, sometimes that's all you know. And that's all you are. And it's not like you're doing it on purpose, but I'm Hulk Hogan. I want the raw treatment when I come to these shows. So when people are standoffish, you know why you standoffish? Because you give a standoffish vibe. It might not be on purpose, but sometimes you give a standoffish vibe. 
But is is that standoffish vibe built in just because of who you are? Here's a perfect example, Stevie. Okay. Everything you're saying, I'm totally aware of. So when I walk in a locker room here in Colorado and I'm working with independent wrestlers, uh-huh. I'm I'm 1,000% aware of what you're saying. So right. because of that, I almost over- Exactly. However, here's what I find out, bro. No matter how over approaching them, talking them, trying to, you know, trying to communicate with them, bro, I can tell by looking at them, bro, they're scared to death of me. And it's like, I'm the one going in, going up to a 20 year old kid. So what? Just because they're in awe. Because you got to realize, man, you're from another world. They're in awe. Same thing you would be if you was in that position and somebody of your stature walked in. They're in awe. That's why I'm more of a politician. I make people feel comfortable. Unlike yourself, to make people, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you haven't learned how to be a politician like Stevie Ray. Yet, you know what I'm saying? You go in there and probably try to impose your will. That's not the way to do it, okay? Nah, come on, man. Nah, nah. You know, you know, yeah, the very person that founded Black Day. The yes, very man. person. You know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. People like talking to me. And I know that because I can relate. I never feel like I'm better than people. I'll never come off like I'm better than people, bro. I've always been that way, whether it's a fan, whether it's one of the boys, one of the young boys. So, piss them at ease. And you know why I do that? Because if you ever make it, this is what somebody told me. If you ever make it, you reach back and help somebody else. Yeah. When, when my brother and I were getting in the business and we were working with the veterans, they was like, these two kids got something. And that was the talk. It was passed down from generation. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that is why I've always gone out of my way. Because I remember what I was told. It's just like in your family. You know what I'm saying? Like you and those those guidos that told Vince there Russo. There he goes. There he goes. You know, the, they, goes Vince, the don't, Vince, don't be like me. Don't, don't, you, don't you go out there and do the things that I do. You know what I'm saying? You go out and do something better for yourself. That's what they told you, Vince. You got a smart head on your shoulders, okay? I want to get you out of the neighborhood. You go out and do great and big things. They saw that in you, Vince. They didn't want you to come back and be a capo. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They didn't want. To, they, you see what I mean, everybody. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm the dog. I'm just. I mean, you see what I mean, everybody. I'm just trying to relate, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm an honorary Italian. No, you're not. No. Yes, no, I am. Absolutely not. No. You didn't. You, did the Gambino family? Did the Gambino family hang out with me? Uh, did they hang out with you? You met this guy in no, 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 the Gambino Valley. That's it. Got, the guys from the Gambino family hung out with Stevie Ray. What about that, Vince? And I told him I had a friend named Russo. I said, "Is that Italian?" Dude had to think about it for a second. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Russo couldn't be any more Italian. Well, I'm just, I, I don't know, dog. I'm just being inquisitive. That's all. 
Oh, Ray Dog just trying to be a little inquisitive, man. That's all. But he's like, yeah, but I, I said, I understand. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I did, dog. Yeah. But be that as it may, let's get back to what we're talking about here. When you saying those things about Hogan going dressing to people like and kids, man, you got to be accessible, bro. And I'm not saying he's not being accessible, but a lot of times Hogan, who worked at the stratospheric level, going back to what you're talking about, oh, we want to do one more match and I'm hurting, I got this back surgery, this, that, and the other, so on and so forth, man. Sometimes it's time to be an ambassador. Yeah, I, I hear instead that. Of a, I, I hear ins- that. Yeah, instead of a, a participant, bro. Yeah, yeah. Being an ambassador. You look at Shannon Sharp right now on uh, Fox Sports 1. In the last seven, eight years, he's been on the show with Skip Bayless, you know, undisputed. It is more people in the league, the guys in the league that respect him more now than he ever did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know oh, why? Yeah, because he, yeah. he always takes up for them. You know, they look at him like an uncle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm point. That's a that's a great point. Because see, Stevie, that's what people don't understand about me. And it like it kind of pisses me off. Like, you know, when when, when I you know, I, I, I get paid to critique product and look at shows right. and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, when, when I, when I'm, you know, I have a, a negative critique, it always goes back to, oh, bro, he's negative because right. nobody will hire him, this and that. And I'm exactly like you said, bro, that's in my rear view mirror. Right. It's time for it's somebody else to write the shows. I I'm done. It, I'm I'm done. If you right. want me, and bro, throughout my entire career, I took young writers under my arm. But right. the, but I know at this point in my life, I'm 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 out of the game. Right. Right. But that still doesn't mean you can't give back to the game. Right. Right. In certain right. I, situations, I understand. I understand. Because you have acquired a lot of wisdom and knowledge that you can pass down to someone else. Yeah. At least I'm assuming you have acquired a lot of wisdom and knowledge. I'm assuming. I don't want to. Are you taking all these shots at me? No, I'm just what, asking. What, I don't want to step out Di- of What would Diana say about this if she was watching? Hey, look, man. I, it, bullying me. Bullying I'm not, me. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bullying. Uh, Diana Ross uh, tried to go on tour with the with the uh, Supremes. She tried to bring the Supremes back. Did you know that? Back in the 90s. I did not know that. No, I did not know that. See, see, I'm going to have to keep you up on what's going on in the real black world, not the black <laughs> world of which you have obtained <laughs> not, not from afar. <laughs> okay. Not the, not the black world I live in. There's a no. real black world. I'm not see, in the it's real It's a black, black world. world. It's a black world. For white folks, it's That's a black I'm world for black folks. I'm in the black world for the white folks? Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of black world for white folks, Stevie, I got to be honest with you. I'm listening to Judge Joe Brown. Okay. Bro, here's my first impression. What's that? This ain't him, bro. Like Stevie, That's him. Stevie got worked, bro. This, there is no way. That's him. Out. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, let me let me go on, let me do some research. Okay. 
1,000% it was him, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. You, I mean, I bro, tried to tell you. You didn't even scratch the surface, bro. Bro, I didn't want to incite people and make people think I'm hating when we were doing the show, okay? But I said, Vince, I don't want to. You remember I said, Vince, I don't want to say anything. I'm going to let you hear. You remember I said that? Yes, yes. Because I didn't want to misrepresent Judge Joe Brown. I didn't want to do that. See, now here's the interesting thing to me. Okay, bro, because, bro, he went off and wasn't nice about anything. It, not one I no, owed up. wasn't mincing words. Oh. No. Oh. Here's the interesting thing to me. Okay. If he is full of shit, come on, bro. She would have slapped him with a defamation of character lawsuit. I mean, the things that he said about her, there is no way that they could have went ignored if they weren't true. Exactly. Wow. Wow, bro. The whole thing, that whole thing was to demagogue. If Going back to what we were talking about with Ike and Tina Turner, that whole thing with uh, her image that you brought up, you know what I'm saying, after she had gotten the rights to her name and all that stuff, was to demagogue Ike and push her like an angel. You see what I'm saying? Bro, to push I- her like, if you look, you remember some of them interviews Ike went on back in those days? And uh, the first thing people was talking about, I looked some of them up, and I was going to send some of them to you. The first thing people were talking about was him hitting her. Ike, why did you do that? Ike, you know what I'm saying? Almost yeah. like he just – and he was trying to explain that they had a volatile – and I know a lot of people like that when I was growing up, and I'm quite sure you do too. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the neighborhood, you know, you see uh, couples fighting, yeah. literally. That didn't mean they didn't love each other, but what I'm trying to say is this. Being an African-American and coming from an African-American community where I've seen stuff like that when I was a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Hell, I remember my mother and father getting into it when I was a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Not to that degree, but you know what I'm saying? For a little kid, kind of volatile, you know what I'm saying? So, but neighbors, oh, you can hear it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like uh, it's almost like an episode of the Flintstones when the when the mugger snuck into the house and Wilma had took karate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy and the guy and the guy looks at Fred and say, "Hey, bud, call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> you give me a Flintstone reference out of nowhere. Very nice. I, I remember Wilma was knee deep in his ass, man. She, yes. He was trying to get out, man. Yes. But anyway, to make it seem like that is so foreign in communities like where yeah. I grew up in and what they grew up in, to make it seem like that's foreign. Never, nobody ever said it was right because they did the same exact thing. I'm just talking about pop culture because they're trying to push an agenda and make money off this, that, and the other by putting this in, on one side of your head and putting this on the other side of your head. They did the same thing with Joe Jackson, who was a very good friend of mine, God rest his soul. That's right, Vince. 
Joe Jackson. Do you know he's a friend of mine? Uh, no. Uh, no. These are some of the friends Stevie Ray hanging around with. Gambino family, Joe Jackson. Look, you know what I'm saying. Look, look who the kind of guy. You ain't told me about nobody you hung around with. What's with that? They did the same thing to Joe Jackson. The people, those girls, those women on the views. I can't believe he was like that with Michael. Because remember, Michael Jackson came out with that interview trying to enhance himself. Whenever we did anything Not- wrong, and the, the strap came out. Wait, Shut wait, up, sucker. The, the guy who sings Stepping Out? Not him. Oh. <laughs> not, th- not that sucker, not man. No Jackson. No. no. Oh, okay. The f- oh, the father of the of the Jackson Five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know who I'm talking oh, about? Talking about no thing. damn Joe yeah. Jackson. <laughs> I thought that though, Joe Jackson. I got confused for a second. See, I'm trying to connect the dots with you, man. I thought you connected. No. Okay, the other Joe Jackson. The only Joe Jackson. The, kid who used to, the Joe Jackson who beat the kids. There you go. That Joe Jackson. There you go. Well, this is my thing. Joe Jackson had what? Nine kids? Right? Something like six, that. Six, yeah. six brothers. Latoya. Three, three girls. Janet. And the and other Reby. one. Reby. Reby. That's it. Nine. Yes. So all of a sudden, he going to wait till he get to his... Oh, uh, almost last kid and then go, hmm, think I'll start whooping ass around here. You think that's what he did? <laughs> and I'm asking you, you think that's what he did? I got all these kids in this house and I'm working at the factory, you know, down the road. Maybe he was the only kid that spoke up. I mean, Tito never spoke a word for crying out loud. You think Tito's going to speak up? Maybe he's the only, maybe Michael's the only kid that spoke up. Let me tell you something, brother. If he spoke up in that environment, you should have got your ass tagged, shagged. Yeah. You ever heard the old adage? I don't know if they said it in, in I don't know how you say it in Italian. But in English, you ever heard the old adage? Boy, shut up when grown folks talking. Did they oh, say that? You, you you knew to shut up in in, in the Italian heritage. You knew to. Well, shut that's up what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And if your parents told you to do something and you didn't do it, you wanted kids running around in a bad environment. Who knows what a little young Vince Russo was trying to go hang out with the with the guys on the corner around a bad element. That's why your dad stayed on top of you. That is why Joe Jackson stayed on top of his kids. And then people try to get on TV and act like they don't exist. That is the pop culture that I'm talking about, that take people's brains and put it in another way for you to think about things a certain way like it didn't happen like that. Happened like that for 50% of America. It's common. It's common. Then for somebody to act like it's different because Michael Jackson or uh, Tina Turner said this, that, and the other. Nah, don't give me that. That is why I sent you. The real deal. Now you gonna call Joe? You gonna talk? Call Judge Joe Brown a liar, Vince? I'm I, waiting for you. Like I said, man, she did not file lawsuit. She did not file definite. Bro, listen, I said years ago, years ago on this very show, 
when I saw a documentary about Tina Turner, when she uh-huh. broke up with Hi- Ike, her career was going nowhere. Then all of a sudden she did this People magazine interview and, oh, Ike beat me. Right. And that's she used that to Scott. I said that years and, ago, bro. Brother, that goes back to the pro wrestling element I'm talking about. Is that's it not? true. Yes, it does. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I never denied hitting her. No, he didn't. But, I've, I've but read what he was saying right. on interviews is that we had a volatile relationship. She hit me. I hit her. He never said it was right. You know what I'm saying? It was Jack. When you come up around that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of kids come up around volatile relationships. And subconsciously, they take it into theirs when they come grown. But when now, I'm not saying that's right. Huh? Let me ask you this, bro, because th- this kind of... This kind of segues a little bit into what I was reading about Marvin Gaye. Let me ask you this, bro. You're, 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 a, you're a black kid growing up in a black community. Right. Your parents have a volatile relationship. Right. However, bro, as a black kid in that family, does the black child just out of instinct try to protect the mother or do they stay out of it? Because really, 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 and truly, Vince is not a black or white thing. That can happen in any family. But I w- is it not more prominent in a black no, culture? No. You, as a child, always want to protect your mother. Because she's the nurturing factor of a family. A father is the endure- enduring part of the family that leads, that has the iron stick, has the belt, the disciplinarian. The switch. So, the switch. switch. I had to be educated. I, but I just found out what a switch was about two years ago. I remember you telling me that. I had no idea, but go ahead. Right. So it's natural for a child to want to protect the mother. That's a natural. That's in even animals. That's how Marvin Gaye got killed. I know. I was reading up because when you're a child, you can't do anything. Now you're a 44 year old man and this is still going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you going to do? Because you remember he hadn't been around his family for years. Yeah. Yeah. Then he came back. Yeah. To live with them. And that's what happened. Now, you know, if your father is the kind of person that will kill you. Okay. You were already holding, Marvin probably was holding a lot of sentiments for years against his father, bro. And his dad was a preacher. But when those kind of feelings are suppressed, brother, they, gonna, they can come out at any time. His daddy probably thought, I don't know. Hey, brother, this guy going to kill me if I don't pull this gun out and shoot him. I don't know. Well, th- see, there's a lot of interesting things about the case, too, because knowing his dad was the person, you know, you just said, you know, first of all, bro, some very interesting things about this. He, first of all, buys the father a gun as a gift. This is probably the last guy in the world. And then, bro, but the mother says, bro, I did not know this. I don't know how much you know about this. 
But she was saying, like, before this happened, like, Mar- Mar- he had a- Marvin Gaye had a death wish. Mm. Like, he was jumping out of cars, you know, right. while they were, like, he, he had a death wish. So right. you almost wonder, did he buy the father a gun to eventually use the gun on him? Weird stuff, bro. Weird yeah, stuff. man. But you remember Marvin had had a real bad drug habit yeah. at one yeah. time. Yeah. And he's an artist, man. He's an artist. And some artists, you know what I'm saying, there's just a fine line between sane and insanity. You know what I'm saying? What are, I mean, it's been proven a, a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Who, who, who really knows, bro? I don't know. I've always thought about that myself, man. When I heard some of the stuff that you're talking about, I, w- I always thought maybe he just didn't want to be here no more, bro. Yeah, I, I mean. It's, and you got to realize that is when things were booming for him. Yeah. That's yeah. when he had number one records and stuff like that. Yeah. Remember the song Sexual Healing? Yeah. Song with the number one. Yeah. He, he, he died when that song was still moving up the charts, man. It's when he died. I remember the club I worked in. He used to play that song all the time to the point I hated it. You know, I hated that song. Sexual feelings, baby. You're good to me. And I'm like, man, turn that shit off. (laughs) Turn that shit off. Bro, then this was bizarre, too. Like, bro, like. This episode will continue with part two next week right here at Russo'sBrand.com. 